demanding, and I would say a bit obsessive. Some brides are just completely full of themselves. Oh, yeah. And these bachelorette parties, they are out of control. It's like Bridezilla gone wild. And, and this, this is Chick to Chick. It's been a decade or so, or so, or so, since I experienced my own bachelorette party and showers. And you know what? I mean, once you did that and you had the shower, you had the wedding, and that's it. Yeah. Now, it's insane. You've it, got an entire itinerary and so much money spent. Out of control. Yeah, I got married a whole lot many, many, many years ago, and you, the bachelorette party was one night. Yeah. Now it's the bachelorette trip and mm -hmm. it goes on for four days, five mm -hmm. days. 40 days and 40 nights. And they're going <laughs> to these extravagant locations, which mm -hmm. in my mind, like, then what's the honeymoon for? I don't understand We it. know what the honeymoon's for. They, okay. They even have a name for it. They're calling it the last fling before the ring. It's terrible. And I'm calling it Bridezilla gone wild. <laughs> what is going on? Calling it on? ridiculous. It's out of control. <laughs> Which brings us to our guest today, Melissa Miller. You have gone on so many of these bachelorette trips. Melissa, what the heck's going on? What is the deal why isn't it one night which is what we used to and yeah. now it's got to be like a whole trip what's up with that i think you're right i think that things have become um of this party and this um concept that it's the last fling before the ring like you said which seems actually kind of um a little scary and inappropriate when you think of what is the what is the fling you know what is happening um but it has turned into this whole party um, and frankly, it's, it can get very expensive, especially when there's weddings and, you know, later on and then the bridal shower and all the hair and the makeup and the dress. And it's almost like this last hurrah. How can we, um, you know, do it, do it so big. Um, but it's like an excuse to, um, to party, to let loose, to get away. Um, and, and I've, I've, I've seen it all. I mean, I've seen some that are, um, you know, just a winery and some things that are not as uh, wild and crazy, as you said, but I've, I've definitely done it all. Okay, so go over all of the different places that you have been to, because I feel like you have been a world traveler mm -hmm. on bachelorette parties. Where yeah. are have all the places that you've gone? I have because I actually got married myself in 2014. Uh, we had a surprise wedding, so I didn't really get a bachelorette. So I had to have a surprise little a little winery trip. We had a limo. We went to a couple of different wineries. We went to dinner because I couldn't actually share that I was having a bachelorette because I couldn't share that I was having a wedding. Mm. So I did that locally. I've been to Baltimore, which is more of a local trip as well. It's just an hour and a half away. Um, we did some really fun things with, um, with clubs and outside on the water and the boats. But um, a lot of my friends got married in our late 20s. Now I'm in my late 30s. So I have friends now that are getting married that are in their early 30s. And obviously, there's going to be another round. I am divorced. So if I ever get married again, there may be another bachelorette or a real, a real bachelorette, you know, um, in my in my future. But I've gone to Vegas. I've gone to Miami. I've gone to obviously Baltimore, like I said, local. Um, but my my last was in Cartagena, Colombia. So <laughs> international, <laughs> international 
international traveler uh, for a bachelorette. And it was for a friend who's actually from Dominican Republic where the wedding was. So back-to-back trips, talk about the expenses and even just the the travel for time people uh, away for work. A lot of people couldn't go. I have my own business, so I was able to, but in my late twenties, uh, when all of, you know, most of that, you know, like Carrie, you said, your daughter has a lot of those friends that you're in the wedding. That was kind of in my late twenties as well. And it was back to back. It was showers. It was trips. Um, you know, and it was, I couldn't go on them because I couldn't afford to go and you have to pick and choose which ones now, as I'm older and I have obviously, you know, more money to spend on these, it's become a vacation. So when also, Flora, you were asking about what, you know, it's turned into this week long trip. I just used it as my vacation for that year. Um, But it was very, very expensive, especially with the amount of people that attend. If you have five versus 10, your pricing goes significantly higher, which is what happened with us in Cartagena. It was 10 girls down to five. And we had a lot more to pay because it was a smaller group, but you have airfare, you have food, you have the lodging, especially if you want to stay in uh, Airbnbs. We had a butler and a, and a, and a, and a, and a cook. And a cook. <laughs> Wait a minute. Typical. My honeymoon it, wasn't that nice. You have a butler. <laughs> can you get engaged or something so we can do no, this? I don't know. This no. certainly sounds cool. <laughs> it is funny. Like, and, okay. But, you know, it is actually, it is not abnormal in different countries where you can rent the Airbnb that that comes with oh, um, because the groom actually went to Costa Rica with a group of guys that had a very similar um, situation. But it depends <laughs> on who's planning the bachelorette or the bachelor party too. And the maid of honor typically does that. How does it work when there are some girls who might not be able to afford to do it? Have you found that there's you know been some uncomfortable situations that have come up that they try to buffer the bride from because clearly she wants all of her girls there has that happened to you absolutely and it's unfortunate but it actually becomes a little bit of a if you're my friend or if you're not my friend you would be there and i've I've witnessed that sometimes or you'd make the sacrifice or uh you would you would you would you would borrow the money or you would you know like just somehow get there it becomes a little bit of I feel um, a lot of pressure, as you said, um, and it, it's also it affected friendships. I feel that when people can't go and they can't afford it and people don't understand that they you know, have other priorities than doing that or families, um, it, it does become a little contentious with that, sometimes with the other bri- friends, bridesmaids and the bride itself. I have experienced that. Which is unfortunate, and you know it shouldn't be that way. That's um, a shame but. because you start out um, a, 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 as friends. I mean, oh, yeah. you're a part of this because you're friends, and then they're acting like a crazy person and putting all these demands on you. I'm sure there's a lot of tension then that results in in that. You know, I was in Nashville recently, and there was a. Uh, uh, you know, a bachelorette party. Oh, that's the land of bachelorette. And the, the the bride had a T-shirt on with a barcode on it that said, you know, scan the barcode and Venmo me money for drinks. Like, what is up with that? That's going on as well? It is. And when you say Nashville, we call it Nash Vegas now ah. because it has become, it has become the bachelorette capital of the mm-hmm. world instead, or, you know, the country at least. 
instead of Vegas. But speaking of the Venmo, I have been in the wedding industry for a very long time professionally. And I've actually made some of those Venmo cards. I saw it um, that somebody actually sent it to me, asked me to make it for them. And then when I posted it on my social media, the friends that have had seen it actually asked me to do it. Um, it's a Venmo card, basically the QR code to the Venmo. And it says, so-and-so is getting married, you know, last thing before the ring, batch bash, or, you know, oh. uh, send a drink, send money for a drink. No lie. We did this for two of my friends that I went on, which is probably two years ago. I had never seen it being in the wedding industry, you know, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it didn't exist. So I hadn't seen it. And I think it's a little tacky myself. Yeah. Um, but man, $400 came in for what? drinks for my friend on the bachelorette, <laughs> on the bachelorette. So I'm not, I'm not condoning this, but interestingly not against uh, it either. Some of the girls that couldn't go on the bachelorette were uh, primarily the ones that did donate. So, you know, I shouldn't say donate. It sounds horrible because I'm the fundraising world that we're in. Um, but, but some of the girls, maybe some of the boyfriends or family, they wanted them to have a good time. So it was a gift. And it's just, it's the world that we live in with social media and technology and just ways of ease of, you know, giving money, but so it's, it's kind of a, a good and bad thing. I think yeah. when it's used in the way that it might be for family and friends to send, it's now having a shirt or the, the cards that, um, you know, we made to pass out. It's a little, I think much, but it's part of this whole shtick to, uh, you know, to get more money, to get more drinks, to get more wild, to have this crazy time that, um, and it's not everybody, but um, but it is quite interesting, uh, to, to see what, what comes in, I guess. Yeah. So over the decade or so, since you have seen all of this happen, um, do you feel that there was a, a point in which brides just sort of started wanting more, needing more? Where do you think this Why? came from? Like, what Why? is the purpose Why? now of doing all of this pre-partying before, the the, the wedding. party yeah the what, party what's the point the party. Why? why do you do it and do you and do you think that it the pendulum might want to swing back to simpler time yeah i mean i think it depends on the personality of the bride as well and the friend group because i do have some that just went like flora said for one night locally they had dinner um, there is definitely a difference between people's interests and personalities. I really, you know, when I was younger, I, I heard more about these crazy bachelor parties and you heard the movie, the hangover yes. when they went and, you know, got wild and crazy. Um, it wasn't about the bachelorette. I mean, there's sure there's movies about it, but, and bridesmaids and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I think that it, it might've just, uh, taken this this turn to have um, focus on the bride. I I feel like even more than it, the bride already has, it gets all the attention. The bride's about her day, right. um, and I and I interesting that be, being in the wedding industry too with if, with invitations and seeing a lot that happens. Um, it is it it definitely is something that has I feel like made it more. Um, of that bridezilla type and the pressure and just something that um, I don't want to say that it might go to your head, but it takes the focus off of the wedding itself 
uh, which we all know is really the marriage. So we really shouldn't even be focusing on the wedding the day of, which a lot of brides do because they've dreamt of this beautiful wedding day. So it's now then this um, over the top shower and then this bachelorette. But I almost feel like it's social media a little bit showing this competition and having to have the picture, the Instagram, Instagrammable, Instagrammable, um, having the pictures, having the, which it's like, we're not enjoying even the experience sometimes because people just want to have the pictures to show that they went there and they did it. It's it's crazy, Melissa, but yeah. I, I love that you have both perspectives because you have been a bride, you have been in all of these weddings and taken on going all of these places and you're in the wedding industry. So thank you so much for sharing why we have bridezillas right now and what's really going on. Very enlightening. And if we could ask you one last question, Melissa, you have clearly spent tens of thousands of dollars quickly what's your advice yeah for these women who to prevent them from turning into bridezillas what's your last bit of advice i would definitely say just focus on you know your friends and the women that are in your life right now and the ones that you want to stay in your future and build a future with with your partner through your marriage um it's a it is a lot of money it's very costly and i have experience that i'm actually uh, seasons of my life, no longer friends with some of the women that I mm. was in my twenties. And, you know, as I go into my forties here, um, so it is something that while it's a great time to be had in the moment, you know, it's definitely things that you want to look back and say that you, you really um, feel good about the decisions that you made, the money that you spent, the trips that you went on, the friendships that you had and really focus on the friendships. Um, I think just like the marriage as well versus all of the events and, things, um, you know, that you're spending money on. And that was very well said. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I like what she said. They're so focused on the pre-party and the party and the bachelorette. Focus on the marriage, girls. And focus on the, the marriage who are there to help you with your marriage. So it was enlightening. I'm exhausted and I feel like my pocketbook has just been destroyed just by thinking about it. Gone wild. My goodness. We appreciate you being with us today. Do us a favor. Head over to our YouTube channel. (laughs) Like and subscribe until we are back to chirp about another topic.